Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast from Joyfield Home that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives, our very own happily ever after, no fairy godmother required. Today we are going to be doing part two of a conversation about expectations. So if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, I encourage you to listen to that one and then to join us back here again. All right, so we are talking about expectations and the role they play in how we feel about our days because having expectations is a wonderful thing. Having high hopes is something that we should all have in every area of life. However, specific expectations can lead to heartache and disappointment when life doesn't turn out the way that we expected it to. And so how do we manage that? What do we do? That's what we're going to be talking about today. I want to begin today by looking at a passage of scripture. It's Luke chapter 3 verses 15 and 16. This may not feel originally like it applies to you, so I'm just going to ask you to give me a moment to explain it so that you can see where it fits. But it says, now while the people were in a state of expectation, And all were wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was the Christ. John answered and said to them all, As for me, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. All right, so this is the middle of a story, so I'm going to give you a little context. During this time in Israel's history, they are a conquered nation. Rome is currently the nation that is in power over them, but it's actually been quite some time since the golden age of kings like David and Solomon. And so they've been a conquered nation for quite a period of time. But though they're a conquered nation, they are not a people without hope. They are a people that have prophetic promises. They have stories that have been passed down from generation to generation about their God and who he is and what he's done for them. There are promises about the coming Messiah. And so they are looking, actively looking for this Messiah that's been promised to come. Now this Messiah they envision is going to be a man who leads Israel into freedom and back into glory. And so of course they are eager for him to be revealed. So on this day when John comes on the scene, John the Baptist, Jesus cousin, this wild man who ate locusts and honey and called people out to himself and baptized them and preached about the kingdom and preached with power and and gave them hope. The kingdom of heaven is at hand is what he was telling them. So repent, get prepared, change the way you're thinking. Things are about to happen. Like this is his message. And so when this happens, people begin to wonder if he's the one they've been waiting for. Something about him stirs their expectations. 
now. That makes sense because there is something about John that seems to fit that would make you wonder. But I think even more to the point isn't necessarily John, but that the people were in a state of expectation. They were in a state of expectation and they were looking for the Messiah. And so as they're looking, John seems to be the most likely candidate. Now, as we know, John is not the Messiah. The good news is that there was a Messiah and he was very soon revealed. However, not everyone was able to receive him as the Messiah. Of course, I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus was there. He had the crowds following him. He was moving in signs and wonders. He was preaching too. He was teaching the people. People loved him. They were expectant. They were looking for the Messiah. John was saying, it's Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes down when Jesus is baptized. There are all these things pointing to the fact that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. Yet, not everyone was able to see or believe. And many ended up missing out, even as their greatest hopes were unfolding before their eyes. Many came at first, and by the end, by the time of the cross, there were not as many following him. Why? This is tragic. How did this happen? Well, it has to do with their expectations. They had an expectation for what something was going to look like, for how something was supposed to happen. And Jesus did not meet their expectations. And because of this, many of them were unable to believe, to receive, to see. Now, the same thing happens to us, but in different circumstances. We all have expectations, and the problem isn't having expectations, but it's the fact that our preconceived ideas about what things are going to look like can actually cause us to miss out on the goodness of a season or on something that the Lord has. It can cause us, if we have expectations that aren't met, it causes heartache and we often miss the very things in front of us or being able to participate in the good things because of the disappointment over our expectations not being met. The problem with expectations isn't that we shouldn't have them because we should have them, but it's sometimes that we confuse expectations and hopes with understanding. Every area of our life should contain hope. That's the amazing thing about knowing the Lord. Life with him truly does get better and better. It isn't that life is easy, but it's good and it just gets better. I truly believe that our highest expectations for good aren't high enough when it comes to the Lord because he is really so much better than we even know. I've been alive long enough to know that my hope isn't misplaced. Having hope isn't the problem. However, when I have specific expectations of how that hope's going to be fulfilled, I have to be careful because I often end up disappointed if I'm not able to adjust to what the reality of life is actually like. I very often, if not always, <laughs> am wrong about what something is going to look like in its specifics. I shared in my last podcast, part one of this, about my story and how my saving grace has been trusting the Lord and also knowing that I don't understand, that I'm in over my head, that I need his grace and I need his wisdom and I need his provision 
You know, I need him to make the way for me. And this has been a saving grace for me because it's prevented me from having some of the heartache that I've watched other people go through. And I've experienced it to myself, certainly in times when I thought something was going to happen in a certain way and it didn't. It's hard in those moments to not let your disappointment cloud the way that you're trusting or the way that you're seeing or the way that you're hoping for something. It's interesting though, because when rankings come out every year, I don't know if you know this, but every year they do rankings for the happiest countries in the world. And every year the Nordic countries are faithfully among the top. Now, of course, this causes many to study this and to try to figure out what it is that is causing these people to be so happy. (laughs) Because of course, if we can figure it out, then we can replicate it and we can all be the happiest countries in the world. So there are many theories as to why this is the case. However, one of the things that is really interesting to me is a theory about how the survey is kind of skewed, that it's not necessarily even ranking happiness, but it's ranking people if their life is turning out the way that they expected it to. And if they are, if people are saying, yes, my life closely matches what I expected it to be, then that is considered happiness. And so then the question is raised, is that really what happiness looks like? Does it matter (laughs) if you had high expectations or low expectations? Because if you have low expectations and your life turns out the way that you thought it would, is that really happiness? I don't know. I'm not trying to argue Either way, but it is interesting because there are some that argue that people in Nordic countries might actually be less happy because they don't hope for great things from life. Now, I'm sure that the truth is nuanced and more complicated than any one theory, but I want to put out my own theory, and it is that it's possible to have both high expectations and also happiness. The key is in not being married to the details, to have high expectations for life, but being able to be adaptable as to what it's going to look like when it actually unfolds. So have high hopes, but have an even bigger trust in the Lord's ways. Understand that you don't understand everything and that you don't see the whole picture, but that the Lord does and that he's going to give you the grace, the joy, the peace, the love, the provision, everything that you need in order not just to survive in every season, but to thrive. You know, going into my first labor, I had high hopes. At the time, Jamie and I were thinking that we might go off into the mission field And so I thought it would be a good idea to have a completely natural labor because that way if we, you know, ended up having kids on the mission field and I didn't have all of the things available that are available in American hospitals, I would have already done that and it would be okay. Jamie was in the military. He was in the Air Force, but he was stationed at a small Air Force base that was connected to a larger Army post. So I was giving birth in an Army hospital. And it had been sold to me that this was a great hospital, which, by the way, I'm sure it was. But one of the things about the hospital was that they didn't really have an active nursery where they would bring the babies after birth. Instead, 
they would keep the babies with you and this was this beautiful amazing thing and I thought it was so wonderful because I was gonna get to bond with my baby right away and not have to worry about someone taking them away and and I was just you know thrilled this was gonna be beautiful the Lord had brought me through this process there had been some trauma but I'm excited and I can't wait to have my beautiful baby in my arms. And then back labor started and it never ended. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but it felt like it never ended. And my beautiful baby boy was born in distress and he was angry. (laughs) And rightly so, because it was a long, long, long agonizing time, (laughs) right? It was exhausting and it was painful it was beautiful too but it was messy and it was not what was expected you know I had wanted a natural labor and I don't know how many hours into it had decided you know what an epidural would be great and was unable to get one had I think 26 hours of back labor without anything and then did get an epidural at that point and was able to rest. And anyway, you don't want the details of my labor. But the point is, is that it was not what I expected. Not only that, but in this hospital, you had a roommate. And so my roommate had a baby. It was not her first one. And her baby slept and barely made a sound. And the labor seemed really easy. And she was walking normally and everything was fine. And I was in pain and I had been through this physical trauma and I was exhausted. And I had a baby that did not stop crying. Now, the one thing that I had going for me was that I had never done the whole labor thing before. So I didn't realize until later really how bad it had been. I also had never had a baby before. So again... I didn't realize other than, you know, glimpses of my roommate's baby, who, by the way, her baby, because her husband was deployed, was brought into the nursery. So I didn't see that baby very much. But I didn't realize just how fussy my baby was or how little he actually slept because I had never gone through it before. And it wasn't until we had more children and they didn't cry as much and they slept more that I went, oh, (laughs) babies can be like this too. You know, thankfully, I had gone into the whole thing trusting the Lord because I knew that I didn't know what I was doing and I knew that I was going to need his grace. And thankfully, his grace was sufficient. And my trust in him sustained me so that even in the midst of those days, I'm not lying even a little bit when I say that my heart was so thankful and that there was so much joy And so much thankfulness and expectation for good. I continue to have great expectations. In fact, the more I walk with the Lord, the higher my expectations get. I'd be lying if I said I was never disappointed or heartsick when life didn't go the way I thought it would. Or when I was having to walk through difficult times. Or when I'm wanting something and it's just not turning out. There are things in my life that I've longed for. You know, that... It didn't happen that way, and I've had to live with that because some things you don't have the opportunity to redo, or there's just no way to fix it or to force things to happen the way that you want them to. So I live with those things in my past and in my heart. You know, some of the babies I've lost, those are real losses that I live with. But 
even with those things and in those times, I know for certain that there's reason to have hopeful expectation. And that's what trust in the Lord is. You know, Romans 15, 13 reads like this. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love this. It's such a beautiful passage because God is the source of hope. And when we trust in him, we are completely filled with joy and peace. We are overflowing with confident hope. Now, this is challenging because completely, he will fill you completely with joy and peace. That means that there is no part of you that lacks joy or lacks peace. So this is challenging because if we then identify areas in our heart, in our mind, in our life that don't have joy and peace, we're actually identifying an area where we don't trust in him. If we see that we are not overflowing with confident hope, that means more than we need, then we see that we are lacking trusting in the Lord. I don't think we very often realize how much we trust in ourselves over him. When we're in a time of transition, new moms, I'm talking especially to you, but also any times of transition, you know, when we're saying goodbye to children who are leaving the house because they are grown and they're going to college or they're getting married or when we are having a transition in life from having little ones that need us to having our kids be older and more independent or a job transition or retirement or a relationship transition or having to say goodbye to somebody times of grief. You know, there are all kinds of transitions in life, good and bad. But even in those times, God is the source of hope and he will fill us completely with joy and peace. He will give us overflowing, confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to ask you today, what is your hope in? Are you carrying the grief of disappointment right now? Have your expectations caused you pain instead of creating hope in your heart? If so, this is your opportunity to lay down control of the details and in place of that, choose today to trust the Lord and his goodness. He is with you. He is for you. His plans for you will not fail. You can trust him. You really can. And so today I just want to bless you that the eyes of your heart would be open to fresh, unreasonable, heavenly hope and that you will trust the Lord in a way that you have never trusted him before and that as you do, you truly would overflow with confident hope by the power and blessing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining me today. I so appreciate it, especially if you've joined me for the last couple of weeks. On the next podcast, we are going to be talking about some practical tips specifically designed for new moms. So I want to encourage you to come back here for that or again to share it with new moms that you might know. But I think there might be a little something in it for everyone. So thank you for joining me and I look forward to talking again next week.